0: What's going on people, Jojo Cervides here, founder of the Hip Hop Orchestra, as well as the host of the Hip Hop Orchestra Presents Podcast. And I got a really exciting announcement to finally make with everyone, is that we have our very first official sponsor for the podcast. Now they are an amazing, amazing company called Elden's Vault, who are extremely dedicated in bringing you the very best in officially licensed merchandise from pop culture. And when I mean the very best, I mean the very best. They provide things like key rings, caps, t-shirts, to Funko Pops, to statues from all over, such as DC, Marvel, Disney, The Mandalorian, Harry Potter, music artists from all over the place. And they are ridiculously good. I've got a couple of things to show you on offer. But at the moment, this track of their stuff is amazing. So, t-shirts, like I mentioned, like that I'm wearing right now. It's got Rocky, right here which I absolutely love or like I said also got Funko pops as well 3.75 inches and 10 inches I've got a couple of 10 inches right here for you I've got Postmallow right here and I've also got Biggie right here who I absolutely love these are so sick Odin's trust me they are amazing now I'm going to leave the link below in the video right here and also in the description below as well in all future videos from the podcast. But trust me, Olden's Vault are amazing. Website is www.oldensvault.co.uk. Get in touch with them now and start buying ASAP. But also, before I forget as well, I just want to say the biggest, biggest thank you to Olden's Vault for sponsoring the podcast. It means the absolute world to me. Thank you. And trust me, get in touch with them right now. And I hope you enjoy today's episode. And peace. To the fourth episode of Hip Hop Orchestra Presents with George and And in this episode, what we will chat about uh, kind of like the ups and downs of what it's like to run your orchestra or group, how you want to put it, it's orchestra. Um and when I was putting this list together, I realised that well I kinda of knew already beforehand, but I've th- it got, got got confirmed as I wrote it down that it's gonna sound weird, but then the list for the negatives outweighs the positives but the weight of the positives outweighs by far the negatives if that makes sense and um, which i'll be discussing throughout this episode and it should be a fairly short episode but we'll see how it gets on kind of like to talk to quite a lot um but i want to start with kind of like the positives or what it's like to an orchestra starting with the, 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 the performance side of things now When you get the chance to perform live in front of hundreds, sometimes thousands of people, and when you hear people screaming and shouting and joy during the performance, performing each track, and afterwards, and coming up to you afterwards to say how much they loved your performance, they brought them so much happiness and joy, to me, that is like a drug, it's the best feeling ever, Um, and it's even better because when you spend so long, you know, uh, behind the scenes putting everything together, the members to scoring the music out, to arranging rehearsals, or the documents, contracts, blah blah blah, in between, all that kind of loneliness really makes it all worthwhile in the end. And like I mentioned in my last episode about dyspraxia, that my sort of social skills aren't the best, but I like to kind of. Talk through my music, if that makes sense. Um, It's just an amazing drug to perform live in front of thousands of people, so that's one of the main points for me. Uh, Next point are some of the people I've met along the way who I call my family now because I mentioned a few times already in other episodes. I call every member of the orchestra my family because they're such lovely people, they're stupidly talented and we gel so well together and one of the things I look look for which I recommend for anyone is kind of look for people that you vibe with really well because although you can work with really incredibly talented people if they're not gelling with you or vibing with you you can get you can you learn as you go along you can get a vibe straight away but I realized through experience that working with people that you vibe with really well is so crucial to success so Look out for people that you vibe with really well. Um, I'm going to a quick, a sh- few quick shout-outs to people who I feel have really helped me along the way, big time. And those are Rob Littlejohn from BBC, uh, Joe Franklin from PRS, and Joseph Gray from a company that I mentioned in the first episode who are no longer around anymore from somewhere to These few people in particular um, have helped me so much. And also, I want shout to shout-out to... A lot of the members of the orchestra as well, because, like I said, each one of them has brought their own way of helping me out a lot, so much. And those are Asal, Vazagov, Cat Trainer, Aaliyah Weibel, Tanya Cracknell, aka the Grime Violinist. Go check her out; she's sick. Uh, they're all sick, but she. Go check her out. She was actually the first ever member of the Hip Hop Orchestra. So if you don't know that, if you come across her before the Grime Violinist. Uh, she was the very first member of the orchestra eight years ago, so shout out to her. My boy Mehmet Rye on bass, now Adam Kamenetsky. Um, I actually met him through Twitter actually, whilst about about four five years ago. Now he was part of an orchestra called Sinfonia Temesa, and he was at the time he was a chair violist of this orchestra. And what I wanted to do was kind of do at the time was I get to this at another time probably, but. I wanted to do a sort of joint venture with my orchestra and his. And ever since we've met, he's become one of my best friends because he has helped me so much in terms of organisational skills to meeting other incredible musicians and other people and so forth. So, Alan Karanetsky, you are a legend. Estefania Mantor, uh, Christina Cooper, Joe Prescott, Johnny Yeoman, Danica Johnson, Nikki Segal, Kathleen Salmon, Lisa Murray, Heather Baston, Chris Parker, Marion Hardisti, Jamie Jalil, Danny Jarrett from No Strings Attached, Hannah Chapel, and Sam and Emily Braybrook. There's just a few shout-outs to the members who I love to bits and you're all amazing. I love you to bits. Um and now I want to kind of chat about the downs, and negatives of running your orchestra and group. Um like I said earlier though, this list is a bit longer, um, but the positives do. Outweigh by far the negative so um starting with uh, the loneliness of the whole thing so um I'm an introvert so I actually don't mind this but for anyone who's looking to start their own group or business or whatever it might be prepare to spend a lot of time by yourself because you're going to spend a lot of time sort of um socializing with people networking to putting everything together yourself from the social media pages like I do to all the emails, trying to meet new people, creating content, writing all the music out to other bits in between. So prepare to spend a lot of time by yourself. Um, But talking about content now, now th- this is a negative about social media because I love social media. I think what you're able to put out there, and showcase your work, social media is bloody amazing amazing for the right ways but at the same time though if you're not putting regular content out there which I'm trying to do with my orchestra um people think that you're lazy or not putting enough work in and as you know when you're working with a lot of people things don't always go to plan and if you see the work that goes on behind the scenes in between events to all the recordings and filming and so forth it's a shit load of work that goes on involved so much work and not everything goes to plan it doesn't so that's one thing that does annoy me because like I said if you're not putting the content out there people think you're lazy and not putting the work in so that's one but another thing is the overall stress of dealing with so many different things now when you're working with a million different people you're bound to deal with stress because people don't get back to you always whether that's through meetings or Sometimes even members of the own orchestra don't always get back to them bits. Um, I, I know we're all busy, but um, it's just that things get ridiculous sometimes, and I think that people are dropping out last minute to like other stresses, like um, technical issues on the night or on the day. Like for instance, we work with a a major urban filming company. Just one thing, and they actually forgot to provide the equipment that they promised us. So. Things like that, it's just loads of technical issues can happen to as to distressed. And even things like what's happening now with the coronavirus, where we've had quite a lot of offers come through for other events and then they've had to be cancelled last minute um, due to safety, which is obviously understandable, but it's just things always happen last minute that people don't always realise. Um, another thing I want to talk about is constant rejection. Now, if I tell you the amount of Actually, I want to put two points together in one, actually, but I want to, to talk about something else. I think it's the constant rejection and false promises and lies. In fact, three. Um, constant rejection, false promises and lies, and people are not getting back to you, um, which I kind of mentioned a second ago, is when, if you see the amount of meetings I've had with all sorts of people, whether it's major companies to major labels such as Universal and so forth and BBC... Um they approach this is what annoys me sometimes as well because people approach me all the time, whether it's major company labels and so forth, you arrange meetings with them, talk for ages, and then suddenly they just blank you. Which is something that really annoys me because like I said a minute ago about content and so forth, is if you're not putting the content out there or you're not working or so forth, people think we're lazy and not putting that work in. And if you see the amount of um rejections I've had or people not getting back to you, blanking me, ghosting me. <coughs> These things get, get ridiculous. I've had meetings with all sorts of people and <coughs> I think they say how much they love us, they want to work with us and have plans for things. So then suddenly they just blank you. So that's a big negative for me. Um Late nights, obviously I'd, um, I'm an early bird. So for me, late nights is not a problem. But that just expect late nights sort of overworking yourself sometimes, and sometimes I, I've burnt myself out a lot of times from putting that extra work in. You know, I'm a I'm a workaholic. Just be careful of yourself sometimes. Um, and another thing as well is kind of joint with the what I have mentioned in a minute ago like about false promises, lies, and constant rejection and so forth is is people actually constantly chasing people. Um, which is an annoying thing, especially when payments involved as well. Um, because you work with contracts, you work with people say they're going to pay you on time and then things don't always go to plan. I've waited months sometimes for payments. And touch wood, I've got a full-time job as a teacher. So money isn't always a problem, but it's a big problem at the same time because a lot of my guys are freelance musicians and... When people say they're going to pay you, say in a couple of weeks or a couple of days, or by the end of the month, and sometimes it takes months, that pisses me right off. Um, and you just got to know how to deal with certain people, like putting contracts. To say if you're not going to pay us, say for instance, at the end of the month, then we have to charge you more. Or we have to take it further. And I'm gonna in another episode, I'm going to talk about a certain event that we had to sue actually because of that. But I'm going to talk about that in a different episode. Um, and when you add all these things together, it, it does, I can't lie, it does make you want to quit because uh, there's so many negatives that they are dealing with so many different things and people, and it kills your creativity. Um, because you're thinking, what's the point of doing all this? It's just calling me a manic amount of stress. But like I said, though, the positives. The weight of the positives do by far outweigh the negatives, so you just gotta keep going. You you gotta learn how to deal with certain things and not be scared to talk up when you need to as well. Because I realize that I'm I'm a very quiet guy. I I'm quite a soft guy, but at the same time, when it comes to business, I've learned to stick up for myself big time, and when I'm Dealing with professional things. I switch. I turn to someone else. You have to. Um. So what I've learned is just to obviously stick up for yourself. Be organised. Be strict with certain things as well. And not let anyone take you for a fool. But I, what I also would recommend is. If you love what you do. Then do it. Because I absolutely love doing everything. And don't let what I say put you off. Because it is amazing. Yes it's, it's stressful as hell. when things do go wrong a lot, but they're out of your hand. As long as you're organised and you're positive and you've got things going for yourself, which we do, then go for it because it's it's the best thing ever in the world. It's this the positives do outweigh the, the negatives by far. And the memories that I've gathered over the years of doing this and the people I've met, I wouldn't change it for the world. So on that note I'm gonna leave it right there. But hopefully you enjoyed that episode and peace.